0: Basically, if you want to do one thing, you have to not do something else. So if you are uh, very conscious of those decisions, like I would love to just come home and hang out with the boys and and uh, not waste my time sleeping, but then changing your mindset is hopefully I can actually spend more time with them in total because... I'm alive longer or, and even, yeah, exactly. Uh, (laughs) I'm healthier, healthier, longer, whatever it is. I mean, who knows what will happen? This may, you know, who knows, but, um, you just want to set yourself up or I want to set myself up for the best chances of living a long, healthy life as possible. So hello everyone. And welcome
1: to the stronger, healthier, happier podcast. We are very excited to have you with us and thrilled to have the opportunity to improve together. We believe that by paying close attention to our mindset, movement, sleep, stress, nutrition, and network, that we can create the life we were intended to live. Here is to a stronger, healthier, happier you. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Stronger, Healthier, Happier podcast. We are on episode 11. Welcome back. And uh, today is a special episode, we have our first guest ever on our podcast and it is Dwayne The Rock Johnson has decided, (laughs) no just kidding, we reached out to all of our famous celebrity uh, friends and the first one to respond back was uh, Joel Yannick, one of our coaches at our gym, welcome Big Tuna. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Uh, so today we are going to start with um, the origin of the Big Tuna nickname. I think, am I the only person that calls Big Tuna, Big Tuna?
2: I feel like it's it's spread. I feel like many people know him as, well, I think it's actually changed into just Tuna. Or, so t- tuna is short for Big Tuna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: there are a lot of people. I think it's Zach and Jen McMillan. Are we, we're the only no, two? That's call about it. that. All right. Pretty
1: much. It's still the best nickname ever. So
2: We also tried to call his children Little Tuna and Baby Tuna.
1: That'll catch. That'll stick. Um, but yeah, if there's any uh, big fans of The Office out there, um, Andy calls Jim uh, Tuna and Big Tuna on the show. The Office is my all-time favorite show. So one day I decided I want a friend with the name Big Tuna and Joel is the, one of the biggest guys I know. So he got Big Tuna. I think that started a couple of years back. You like that name, Big Tuna?
0: Yeah, Literally (laughs) no backstory except I happened to be there.
2: (laughs) At the time the nickname was, uh, Yeah.
1: yeah, the, yeah. The second thing we'll talk about is, um, um, our podcast skills are maybe improving, but we're still not all the way to the top yet. So we have two mics for three people. Uh, So Big Tuna has his own mic, Jen and I are sharing a mic, so we have to remember to now kind of lean in and lean back as we share this mic between us.
2: It's very intimate.
1: (laughs) Um, All right, what are we getting into first there, Jen?
2: Well, I think we need to know a bit more about Joel and my question for Joel was how in the world he got so good at everything, literally everything, he can do anything in my opinion. He does tiling, he builds things, he welds things, he fixes iPhone batteries, iPhone screens, iPhone cameras. How did all of this come to be?
0: Uh, that's a great compliment, I think, but <laughs> I, I think it's, uh, you just don't have all the information. <laughs> I try a lot of things and uh, I'm not really good at anything, but I'm good enough at a lot of stuff. And that's kind of the motto of my life. And I think also why I love CrossFit. Um, or functional fitness. <laughs> yeah, we're good. As we call it. Yeah. We still crowd cars. I think we can. Yeah, yeah. We're still
1: good. Um, yeah. Anytime I need something done or a tool, um, cause I have Jen's pink toolkit as well as I've got a, a couple Makita tools now, but, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Paxton's plastic tools, but whenever I need something, Joel's usually there to, uh, to help us out. But, um, and
2: also supervises all. Of Zach's projects around home.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was supervisor on the last, we talked about on the last podcast or the one before, but as we were digging up our basement, uh, I think Joel just instinctively reached out as we started and the text was, how's it going so far? Uh, I think I replied, not so good. And then I think 20 minutes later, you were here.
0: <laughs> Yeah, Kyla came home from the gym and said, uh, Zach's doing a project. <laughs> so I followed up with a, a text, which I don't think you gave any reply except a video and a <laughs> hole. Yeah. And I knew that wasn't good. So I was I was there shortly after. <laughs> yeah.
2: And luckily, we we did find the pipe and, and all is fixed.
1: So. And then he was there to help us with the concrete as well. Um, yeah, so... The, uh, the one, yeah, the one story I want to tell too is, um, uh, Joel's been a coach at our gym for, we were just talking about that before we started since, did we just, did we agree on it was, you started at the gym in 2014? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. And then been coaching since the day after in 2014. (laughs) Uh, no, Joel's been coaching for quite a while as well. I guess so long that we, we don't actually remember, uh, when you started to coach, but um, yeah, Joel's been a, I mean, Joel and his family, uh, Kyla and Olson and Ari, um, a big part of our lives since starting at the gym again, which is one of our favorite things about the gym is, um, we've met a lot of great people. Um, but to kind of sum up, uh, the level of friendship, um, going back to the drain pipe, um, some information for everybody out there is that when you open up a sewer pipe, um, you don't go to sleep and not plug up the sewer pipe. Don't leave it open. Uh, Cause sewer gas can go back into your house and it seems to make sense, but I've never kind of done that before. So we, um, we went to bed that night and then, um, they always say a really good friend comes running to help you in the middle of the night. And that's exactly what, what, what big tuna did for us. He, uh, he knocked on our window <laughs> <laughs> at about midnight or one. And I shot out of bed. I seriously
0: thought I was getting murdered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope I never forget the look. I just saw a ruffling of the blinds. And then if you remember the scene from the Titanic with the hand on the foggy window, it was that. And then Zach answered the door with a Chewbacca onesie <laughs> over his junk. I said, Zach, you got to plug the pipe. He's like, what are you talking about? I have no idea. Anyway, so after explaining it a couple times, we got it all sorted out. Yeah. So, um, yeah,
2: we're all here to tell the tale. So yeah. we thank- this
0: podcast wouldn't exist without
2: Joel because <laughs>
1: yeah. we might've fell asleep that night and, and have not, uh, woken up. So, um, yeah, you guys can, uh, if you enjoy this podcast, thank Joel because we're alive and still able, uh, to do this. Um, yeah.
2: So going back to, um, CrossFit and getting started, what drew you to CrossFit or how did you get started? Cause it was not CrossFit rocked originally.
0: No, it wasn't right? CrossFit rocked. Actually a long time ago, a friend of mine told me about CrossFit and I, I went online and I remembered attempting some of the workouts. I think it was mostly friends. So I watched, watched some videos online. I didn't know what a thruster was. So I think I was probably doing some form of push press, push jerk combined with like half pull-ups in a globo gym. Yeah, people are looking at me funny and I probably look ridiculous. But uh, anyway, so that's kind of got me started. And then I thought nothing more of it for a couple of years. And then a few gyms started popping up around Brandon. And uh, I told, kyla about it i said hey there's a gym opening up in our gym so it's kind of a global gym that started a a crossfit gym and she said okay let's do it and i said well i better get in better shape before we start Uh, at this point the classic
1: i think that's the the classic new person comment uh, which we fault nobody for but getting in
0: shape before getting in shape is um i think funny when you're on this side of it now. Yeah. So I, I postponed my start date by a month or two. Kyla got into it right away. She started doing it. And then eventually I did and yeah, haven't looked back. Yeah. Nice.
1: I think I had a similar, a similar start to, I don't know how it came across my radar. And I just remember one day just reading a workout with overhead squats, which is not a great movement to start with and i remember just putting a barbell just above my head and like basically going for it and then i was like whoa this is like way harder than it was i thought overhead squat just put the weight above your head and start squatting which is um yeah not smart not safe um
0: yeah yeah i did the exact same thing overhead squats i yeah close grip pretty sure i almost dislocated my shoulders because i didn't want to drop the weights and anyways yeah
1: and then i remember um yeah then you were obviously that would have been crossfit fq at the time i remember we were at a a competition in winnipeg it was frostfit and i remember uh it was big tuna uh and vic um you guys would have taken first place in the scale division i think was it called scaled or would have been called division two i think we didn't
0: care what it was called we took first you place. We took gold
1: <laughs> you took gold yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I think at that point, we were about three months into CrossFit. We had no idea what we were doing. And Vic, Vic pushed Jerk 255 to win. I'm pretty sure it was to win. Yeah. At least it felt like it. And uh, yeah, anyways.
1: Yeah, and then, um, yeah, I miss those days. Um, maybe one day we'll be back in some competitions again. But um, yeah, and then it was shortly after... I think it was shortly after because I remember um, being at that competition and then maybe it was a few weeks or a few months later. Um, I think Vic strolled into our gym and then uh, shortly after that, he brought uh, he brought you in.
0: Yeah, no, that's exactly right. It was a couple months after that, I think, and we'd just finished the open and just with scheduling and stuff with shift work, it wasn't working out where we were, so Vic wanted to, to go somewhere else. I kind of needed to, to get fit in classes. And, uh, anyway, so Vic suggested, let's go to CrossFit rocked. And I was pretty hesitant, but Vic's telling me there's people there cleaning 275 pounds. And I thought (laughs) they're all liars. That's not possible. (laughs) Um, but anyways, he convinced me to go and, uh, we got in there. I was a little skeptical before we went and then once we got there, Um, before we, before we got on here, what was the, what
1: was the, the rumor, the gossip? Um, which is, which is kind of fun to chat about now.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where this came from, but it was just that, you know, I was the, it was the, I'm air quoting right now, the cool kids that were there and I'm typically not a cool kid. So didn't think I would fit in very well there. Um, turns out. Zach's way more nerdy than anyone I know and uh (laughs) good I'll take that (laughs) yeah yeah anyways everyone was super down to earth and then uh we were just joking that um basically Zach said just stay try as many free classes as you want just don't leave (laughs) and this was a different time obviously um we were in the little gym and yeah there was like five people in a class but Anyways, so we stayed and here we are what 6 years later. Haven't left, Still, so.
2: Yeah. That is awesome. I wish I was around for the little gym.
1: When did you Yeah, when did you start?
2: Um, well, officially in 2016.
0: Yeah, I've got seniority on Jen, so.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I get my banner next year. Yeah. 2021.
0: Yeah. Joel's uh yeah,
1: seniority over uh the gym war. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean even even I don't know, it's fun to talk about kind of going back to the past I think we we might have done that on a previous episode too but um, either we're talking to members that are at our gym or, and we sometimes hope we're talking to um, yeah I don't know just anybody out there who's maybe been in the same shoes that we were in at one time where um, you know the the idea um, that you need to be in shape before going um, or the- Yeah. Or that you're not going to fit in. And I I think it's like, it's, it's, it's such a common thought. So we kind of want to make people aware that you're not like a crazy person. Like we've all had those thoughts. Um, but eventually I think it's, I don't know, I think it's best for everybody to, um, I don't know, just move, move past them because anybody who has been at our gym or, or knows, um, big tuna, it'd be crazy to think, um, that there was a time maybe that he lacked the the confidence and you know maybe had the belief that he wasn't in in good enough shape to start so I mean whether you're an avid gym goer or you've never been um I mean we like to yeah we like to promote to everybody that I don't know if you don't like us you don't like us that's definitely a possibility but there's usually a part uh, a space for you um in our community whether yeah again whether you've uh, been working out lots or still feel like I could get into better shape I mean um yeah I don't know if you're interested or Um, us or anybody near you is definitely ready to help you no matter where you're at.
0: I think part of it too, is it is an intimidating environment to come into, especially you look at pre COVID when there was competitions, quite often CrossFit rocked was there and there's lots of people doing competitions. That's an intimidating environment to come into. Um, but I, I think people forget behind those athletes is just regular people.
2: Yeah yeah exactly um so from our perspective you are a very very busy guy um dad of two he's got a three-year-old and how old is Ari now Uh,
0: nine nine months months. yesterday
2: yeah um full-time firefighter coach at crossfit rocked
1: rocked Um, community fitness let's oh yeah sorry (laughs) let's go We've mentioned huh? CrossFit Rocked a lot because yeah. that was in the past. We are <laughs> yeah. Rocked Community Fitness. Yes, my fault. Um, yeah. Um,
2: yeah. And husband, friend. So how how do you prioritize, like, or how do you find time for the gym, and why do you prioritize it? How do you make it work?
1: Yeah, and just to cut in there before Joel cuts in, um, that was kind of like the last podcast was about, um, I guess time. Um, so we're kind of taking this from a side of Um, Joel is definitely a super busy guy and he's been, um, just very, very steady at our gym coaching and just showing up to get his workout in kind of since he started.
0: Yeah. Thanks, uh, for the question. Um, I think everyone's busy. So to pretend like I'm more busy than anyone else is, I don't think right, but I'll give you my perspective anyway. So there's a number of reasons why, uh, I and Kyla, and the boys end up at the gym multiple times through the week. So for me a huge part of it is the social aspect. So I'm I'm very um, I we choose to go to the gym for the social aspect as much as for the exercise. So we kind of get a two for one. We can spend an hour a day, we get to see a ton of our friends, get kind of that social aspect in then obviously there's the health benefits of exercise and I don't think, or we probably don't have time to get into all the benefits of functional fitness. Um, but obviously exercise. And I think we'll talk a bit more about that and how it relates to work for me later on. But, uh, and I've played a lot of sports growing up. Um, so instead of playing sports, I get to exercise race now, even though it's just (laughs) for fun. Um, So it's, it's kind of like a good release for me and it's a good opportunity for me to just forget about whatever else is going on in my life and put all my focus into exercising as fast as I can for an hour. And then, um, yeah. And then obviously just for my job as a firefighter and a paramedic, there's obviously a lot of physical requirements there. And then just to be prepared for life with two kids. Um. So yeah, that kind of maybe would summarize why we prioritize that for me in our family and I mean a lot of those reasons would go for my wife too. So
1: yeah, I mean we always we always talk about it too. Um I mean even if we talked about what what we're chatting about uh we had a workout today. Um kind of just over an hour ago and we were chatting about your night last night and um You and your wife were trying to have a, or you did, um, had a nice dinner with each other. Kids were in bed. And then um, as soon as Kyla got home (laughs) with the food, one kid was up. And then uh, as soon as Ari went back, Olson was up. And I guess needless to say, it was not a um, maybe the best night's sleep for either of you. Um, but then in the morning, um, what was the question you asked Kyla? Um,
0: I said, do you want to go to the gym? Do you want to go to the gym? She was scheduled for nine and I had five minutes to cancel if she didn't want to go. So I said, do you want to go to the gym? And she was half awake. She just said no, but I need to go. Yeah,
1: I need to go. Um, I think that's kind of how we definitely enjoy going and we want to go to the gym for sure. But some days it's just like, yeah, I need to go. Um, And I feel like, again, maybe you can, um, you know, add on to this as well, but I just, I feel like the days I work out, um, I'm a better husband, I'm a better coach, I'm a better gym owner, um, and I'm a better um, dad. I just feel like, um, even on the days I don't feel like going, it's almost like, yeah, I need to go to kind of, kind of jumpstart the rest of the day.
0: Um, Yeah, I don't know if you. Yeah, totally agree with that all the same things, except I don't own a gym. Um, <laughs> but yeah, definitely. It just, it makes life so much better. It gives you a little energy boost, lets you think a little clearer and, uh, yeah, it just gets your day going.
2: And you guys, would you say you're five days a week? Um, five
0: days a week? yeah, I don't know if we were, Some home I thought maybe notes? we'd talk about it later, but typically pre kids, we were definitely five days a week, maybe six post kids maybe two to five. It just totally depends. depends um, yeah. totally depends. So we try to make sure we get two days a week in at least, and then maybe a home workout if we have to. Um, yeah, it's also,
1: I the, um, going back to, um, when you're talking about, you know, how you prioritize it, I guess. And, um, the, the one thing you said that I always enjoy talking about is kind of the social side. Um, and I think a lot of people have said it before where, um people generally show up for the workouts um and then i think they stay for the community um which when we kind of refer to our super six um you know uh, factors for health um our last one um they're not in any particular order but um network being our kind of the the last one there which is basically um you know our community and i i think i hope for a lot of people listening too that they they agree is that um I think there is such a big side to working out for physical health um, and our mental health, but also I think it's just that, that social side where, um, yeah, when we're busy, we're busy with, um, yeah, our jobs and our parenting or whatever comes up. Um, we still, you know, we get to squeeze in a workout, which is awesome, and we also, because um, I mean, we get to hang out outside of the gym um with our good friends like once every would you say few weeks couple weeks yeah. um but in reality we, we get to hang out with our our um I mean a lot of people at the gym but we get to hang out with our friends I mean an hour a day for sure which is which is also really cool and I think um there's there's that side of it that keeps us um yeah I don't know, just keeps us feeling good that we are constantly um I guess, reaping the benefits of being in a super positive network and um, just awesome people in our community.
2: Yeah. And just learning about people and, and just, I don't know, feeling overall connected, having laughs. Uh, yeah, I think it's huge.
1: Yeah. Um.
2: So, I mean, on top of, uh, on top of those workouts, you also have basically coached continuously other than in like very, very newborn stage um, for over five years. So we are going to take that as a sign that you love to coach and be a leader in our community. Um, why, yeah. Why do you love it so much?
0: I think I, I think I love it for the same reasons why I am a firefighter and a paramedic and why I've kind of sought that out. Um, Simon Sinek has a couple books out and, he talks about a lot. I don't know the exact quote, but basically true happiness is found serving others. And I'm sure if you guys could do this for free, you would do it for free, but it makes it pretty tough to live off no income. So we did say yeah.
1: one day though, that yeah. that would be the, 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 the yeah. lottery dream. Um, Cause we,
0: um, yeah, we do truly enjoy it. And anyway, so, and same with firefighting, like if I, could, if I had to do it for free and I could still live, I, I would do it for free, I'm sure. But um, on one side w- with my regular job, it's all reactionary. So someone gets sick, they call, someone's house is on fire, they call us. This is more of like a prevention thing. We get to help people before and hopefully prevent me from seeing them on the ambulance later. Um, so we get to help them on the other side of the coin hopefully before and kind of prevent those things from happening. Yeah. I love that. That's really cool. That um, is,
2: yeah. I've never really thought about that before.
0: I don't have anything else to add then.
2: That. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, I don't know. Yeah. I've, I mean, yeah, we obviously love helping people, but I've never actually thought of you actually see them on the other side of potentially um, what would happen if they don't take their health into their own hands.
1: Um, yeah, so when we were... Um, yeah, that's a great answer, Joel. Um, when we were... Uh, I guess when Joel responded to our message, um, when we were asking for... If anybody wants to be on this podcast, um, yeah, Jen and I kind of started making notes. And um, yeah, what did we kind of want to... You know, I guess get, get get Joel or Big Tuna to just chat about because, um, yeah, we're always looking for... Uh, kind of new uh, topics or discussions, uh, especially in areas maybe that were not, um, you know, the experts. And um, we started thinking about uh, his job in shift work. Um, a lot of time we talk about, um, yeah, nutrition and, and sleep um, and just a lot of the things we talk about is kind of from, I guess, a perspective of people. Monday to Friday, people who don't work shift work. So um, we kind of want to get into that topic today. Um, Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I guess just to, in case people don't know how firefighter shifts work, like how do your shifts work or what time would you be working? And
0: so we kind of have two regular shifts where we go two days starting at 8am work till 6pm and then two nights where we go 6pm till 8am. Sometimes that changes by an hour. You might start at 6 and end at 4 or 4 till 6. Um, but, yeah, for the most part, that's that's kind of what we do. And that's what the police do in Brandon, too, in corrections. So it's kind of the same schedule for most first responders, law enforcement in, in Brandon anyways. I mean, all over the world, that's different. But that's how we work in Brandon. Yeah, so um,
1: we... I mean we I think we yeah I mean this whole podcast on health and fitness we clearly take health and fitness um yeah I mean quite seriously um and we know we know the importance of sleep um and I'm assuming a lot of people um I think they know sleep's important but um yeah kind of how 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 important is is sleep to you guys um especially when you know you're working your shift work or even on your days off but like what do you um i guess what do you do to kind of also prioritize that um in your life and um i guess keep up um again it's it's easier our route our days are generally the same we're able to always be in bed at the same time every single day um and i just think um yeah you're a shift worker, you clearly don't just throw in the towel and say, there's nothing I can do. So we're kind of interested in. So I think
0: before we even get into that, I want to just back up and talk about shift work in general a little bit, because there's, if you just quickly search health concerns related to shift work, you'll have like a huge list. Um, But some of the top things are like cardiovascular disease, diabetes, mental illness, gastrointestinal problems, cancer is a huge one. And then obviously like sleeping disorders. Um, so, so just by working any job shift work, you're at risk for all of those things. Um, so like you said, sleep is a huge part of that. Um, so with sleep, something we do, and again, like, I'm definitely not an expert on this. This is just what we do. And it seems so Maybe help a little
1: bit And just to backtrack there So with You know Those common health issues um, Does it Does it list sleep As like the main culprit Or is it overall no, stress I
0: mean Not entirely um, But yeah We were talking before There's a A doctor by the name of Sachin Panda Who does A lot of research Around circadian rhythm And gut health and how the gut ties into it. basically everything in your body. So, I, I don't have the exact numbers, but basically, when on nights when you don't sleep for more than four hours, your body would normally produce cancer-fighting cells during that time, and the production goes down by like sixty or seventy percent on those nights. So, any night when you're not sleeping, your body's also not fighting or building.
2: Disease resistance. Disease
0: resistance against those things. So it puts you at a a huge increased risk. So it all ties into like your circadian rhythm disruption and then your home hormone dysfunction after that. So I don't know all the science behind it, but it just really messes you up. Like it literally, t- it takes years off your life.
1: Yeah. And I mean, um, we've kind of read similar things and that's why we... um mindset, movement, sleep, um, sleep is in there. And we, you know, I, again, I I think when I started, uh, you know, the gym or coaching or training, it was all about training. And as the, as time goes on and the more I get into, um, yeah, how do we help more people or how do we help ourselves? Um, I mean, people could argue probably lots of different perspectives, but sleep um a lot of people are arguing that like sleep is number one so again it's kind of um it's not funny i guess because it's it is serious but it it's funny how we we can overlook something so simple so um yeah i mean i guess that's why we've been talking about it for a while
2: yeah and that's why we wanted to ask joel about it because we get asked quite a bit like we have in our members, in our community, we have quite a few people that work shift work from, yeah, nurses, firefighters, I mean, multiple things. And they will often ask us, well, what would, what would you guys do? And the reality is, is I have no idea because mm-hmm. I just think, I don't even know how I would stay awake all night. And so that's why, yeah, we're just super interested to hear what, I know you take it very seriously and you've done some research and you found some things that work for you. So, um, yeah, we're excited yeah. to hear them.
0: Okay. So back to sleep. Um, the first thing is you have to recognize, or you don't have to do anything, but this is what I do I recognize it's important. Um, so we make time for it. We typically book our oldest son Olsen into daycare after a night shift because if he's at home, he just wants to hang out with me and I just want to hang out with him. Um, and that also gives me a chance while Kyla takes him to daycare, Ari goes with them so it gives me a chance to just fall asleep. Um, I sleep in a pretty cold, dark room and, and, uh, and I blast the white noise so that when they do come home, I don't hear them running around. And I, I even put earplugs in, uh, and I take a very small dose of melatonin in the morning, most mornings after a night shift. So there is is some research around like melatonin and whether you should take it or not. Um, but I think when it comes to shift work, the consensus is generally take a small dose, um, but try not to use it during your regular sleep cycles. But you're trying to fall asleep outside of your normal circadian right. rhythm. So you have to find a way to help your body stay asleep during those times. So a small dose of melatonin might help with that.
2: Yeah, it makes sense because I mean, I think there's a few times in university I pulled an all-nighter and it kind of like once you get to the morning again, your body almost just resets. So I could imagine it is quite tough to try and wind down even though you know you need to.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I really like, um, yeah, this is a fun conversation. I've I've listened to other um, topics like this on other podcasts and I remember one of the answers was again, if you're a shift worker, you are already at a slight disadvantage. And I think that's just, um, just the way it is. And again, I'm, I'm not in those shoes, but I think it's just, uh, it's cool to hear you recognize that you know that, and then you also know sleep's important. So after that, it's just time to basically move forward and, um, control the things you can control. Um, again, I'm not a shift worker, so I don't know what it's like. Um, but if people are. Oh, Zach, there's nothing I can do cause I'm a shift worker. Right. I'm going to say like, I know it's tough, but I, I think there are things you can do. So it, it's, I guess it's good for, um, I don't know, just for us to hear that you have that approach. Yeah.
0: I think it was a, a Ben Bergeron thing. He says, basically if you want to do one thing, you have to not do something else. So if you are, uh, very conscious of those decisions, like, I would love to just come home and hang out with the boys and and uh, not waste my time sleeping. But then changing your mindset is, hopefully, I can actually spend more time with them in total because I'm alive longer or... And even, yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm healthier, quality healthier, longer, yeah. whatever it is. I mean, who knows what will happen this may, you know, who knows. But... Um, you just want to set yourself up or I want to set myself up for the best chances of living a long, healthy life as possible. So.
2: And so you're getting home like around.
0: Usually I would get home from a night shift around, uh, say like eight thirty or so. Right. So typically for me, I'll go home and the boys get up at seven on a regular day. I mean, sometimes six or five, but, uh, on a regular day, they'd get up on at seven. So they're usually up. So typically what happens now is I come home, I'll have, have breakfast with them if they're not gone to daycare yet. And then, um, if they're staying home, like, uh, yesterday, I just got off a night shift and daycare is obviously closed cause it's a Saturday. So I hung out with them for maybe an hour. And I think another big important part to this is having a strong support system. Um, so for me, that's my wife who says, okay, dad's going to bed. Like Olson will often come down and read me a book for bedtime That's awesome. and, uh, tuck me in. So that seems to help us. Um, she knows that I need to sleep sometimes more than I know I need to sleep. And, uh, so yeah, probably around nine, I would go to sleep if they're at home. Otherwise I'll just get home. And go straight to sleep kind of get my room set up with my white noise blasting and then and go to sleep and then usually I'll sleep till maybe noon and then uh, kind of restart my day then right so even yeah so
1: yeah you're just doing your best to I guess make up for um, the sleep you didn't get in that night Um, but uh, that That sounds like the only second best option. Clearly the first option is sleeping through the night. Mm -hmm. Um, but when that doesn't happen, it's just do what you can.
0: Yeah, totally. Obviously the best thing to do would be sleep all night for, for me. I know like I'm like a nine hour. That's when I'm at my best nine hours. Um, but I have no idea when the last time that I got (laughs) now nine hours of sleep. was. So maybe I'm not at my best.
2: And so, so that's kind of the sleep routine. And then you go into the next day. Um, how does nutrition kind of play into this? Cause obviously like, I don't know if you get super hungry during the night when you're on night shift, like how do you, I guess, incorporate that aspect of it as well?
0: Yeah. So again, I'll share what I do and some of the research maybe around nutrition and shift work, but basically as a shift worker, you, you can't trust your body uh your body just is always hungry and you're going to crave high carb high sugar foods which obviously aren't what we need especially when we're already at a disadvantage um so then what was the question?
2: Oh just how do you handle your yeah your nutrition in right. terms of like are you eating during the night? Well because I think
1: right. yeah and again I would, hung- I, yeah, I would be hungry. Yeah, I would be hungry, or you're, I guess you're eating or snacking to stay awake, or to, I guess, just keep yourself busy with something. I know, again, just from talking with people and the little research I've done, is that, um, yeah, it's just, we just we're craving food and we're probably craving food. We don't really want to be Mm -hmm. eating all the time.
2: Yeah, Well, your body's basically under distress because it, it knows it should be sleeping and it's not. So yeah, I like that. Don't trust it.
0: Yeah. So you need to know, or I need to know how much I'm supposed to put into my body in a day. And for the last, uh, I don't know if it's a year, probably getting close to a year now I've been, trying to stick with time-restricted eating, meaning I eat most of my food kind of between, I'm not too strict on it, but say like 10 in the morning and then trying to finish eating by maybe nine at night. On night shifts, I might shift that back a couple hours and try to finish eating maybe by 11 o'clock at night. Uh, And so again, that's that, Sachin Panda, they have a, a worldwide study going on right now that anybody can sign up for. You just go to mycircadianrhythm.org and it's a worldwide study. You just put in some, uh, some basic information and they ask you what you eat in the day, when you're sleeping, kind of what your shift work looks like. And it's all around gut health and how that plays into basically all of our health issues and, and chronic health issues. So with that, yeah, trying to wrap up eating basically their motto would be if you sleep regularly at night, finish eating a couple hours before you go to sleep and don't eat for maybe an hour or two when you wake up and that will kind of limit your window. Um, But there are nights where we're super busy and you just got to get some food in you. So I'll just eat kind of whatever I need to, to get through the night. And typically I'll just carry like, uh, like a, I'm, we're big into crank bars right now, which is like Olson calls them peanut butter bars. So, um, yeah, it's kind of like a, a fatty bar with a bunch of protein in it.
1: Yeah. And I think that's a, I mean, that's a, a great tip for everybody. I guess shift workers and not shift workers, um, probably something maybe we've, we've touched on in the past, but, um, I guess having something with you that when you eat it, you don't feel terrible about it after because, um, yeah, it's tough to trust yourself because I know probably just like anybody else listening, um, when you get to a point where you're absolutely starving, you will just kind of eat anything and everything. And then it's not usually till like a few hours later that you're like, man, why did I do that? Um, we're, yeah, I mean, we're in the same boat as anybody, listening, we're mm-hmm. human, you're human. Um, So it's almost like, yeah, it's a little bit of thinking ahead, I guess. And having that, that food or snack nearby that you're like, yeah, like I'm, I'm probably going to get hungry at some point And this is what I'm eating. Uh, not trying to figure it out on the fly because that's, I think when we make our poorest decisions. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And like Joel said, it's, it's not you that's making that decision to crave these bad foods. It's, it's your body's mechanism for survival it's it's hungry so that is what it's going to crave so it's not you don't need to feel bad about it just be prepared for it
1: and then to um yeah just to go back to that that time restricted eating it, it's kind of um because I've, I've also like read a lot about that and um, um intermittent fasting is the uh correct me if i'm wrong is that the same term time restricted either
0: eating uh yeah like a lot it's often used interchangeably i think they're slightly different but the concepts the same, basically try not to eat for twelve hours or more. yeah,
1: which is um, yeah, it sounds like I don't know I think when you say either intermittent fasting or time restricted eating um, it sounds like uh, kind of like this new crazy concept, but the truth is um, it's kind of the it's it's the way our bodies were designed and, and we actually just we thrive um, when that is happening. It's in the four pillar plan with Dr. Chatterjee. Um, one of our favorite books as well. Um, one of his tips is just to, um, yeah, basically create a 12 hour window. So you kind of start eating at 9am, you're kind of done eating before 9pm. Um, and it just, I mean, it it does seem to make sense. I don't think we were designed to eat um, around the clock, which is easier for people like us because we'd be sleeping and definitely harder for people like, um, you guys who are up during the night.
0: Yeah. And you're, like uh Chimpana talks about how much your gut repairs itself during sleep. So I think it like repairs a third of the lining every night, but you have to not be eating. Your gut has to be resting and repairing during that time. So if you are working a night shift and you have to eat, don't worry about it, but just get back to normal in the, into your normal window kind of the next day. Don't, do anything drastic, just get back to normal as quick as possible.
1: Yeah. And do you find, um, like you said, you know, started this roughly a year. Are you, you know, like, what did you think of of it at at first? Like when you first started trying it versus like a year later, um, it seems like something that would take a bit of time to practice, get used to almost like anything we do. It just takes a bit of time.
0: Yeah. Like, first of all, I said I wasn't doing it because I love eating. Yeah. And uh, anyways, then I read more research and I let the logical part of my brain maybe make that decision. And and then, uh, yeah, when I started doing it, I was hungry in the morning. But I mean, right now, the hardest part is I'll feed the boys breakfast and watch them eat. So I just try and make myself busy while watching my boys eat because... I want to eat too. Um, but it, usually I'll just kind of postpone my, my breakfast by an hour. And then depending on what time I'm up, like I said, I'm not super strict on it. I think ideally you would maybe start eating at 11 and finish eating at 7 would be a pretty good strategy. But uh, for me, I just maybe 9 or 10, I'll start eating and then I try and wrap it up by 8 or 9. So yeah, uh, And um, did you want to add something
2: there? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just going to say two for... For anyone that's listening, it's not, it's not about restricting those calories that he would have eaten at breakfast. He's going to still eat those same calories and same amount of food. It's just within that window. So it's not, yeah, it's not about cutting the restriction at that time. Yeah,
0: definitely. So I guess to back that up, you have to have a plan before you start, because sometimes it's, it's a lot of food to fit into a small window. And so like we had met with, um, Marcy and tweak nutrition and she kind of helped set us up with how much we should be eating to maintain our body types. And, and, um, so I just have to fit that into a smaller window. Whereas I used to drag that out basically all day and night. Now I just fit it into a smaller window to the best I can. And, Again, I'm not super good at tracking my food and that kind of thing, which I should probably do once in a while, but I've got a pretty good idea of how many meals I need to fit into, uh, that eight or 10 hour window.
2: Yeah. And then like what those meals would typically look like, like you've, yeah, you've just learned by doing it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, And I just wanted to add to, um, Cause I think a lot of times I don't, you know, we haven't had a, a full episode dedicated to solely nutrition, but, um, I mean, our, our, approach to everything, um, is really about, you know, longevity, um, living, you know, a long, healthy life and being like extremely functional, um, which is kind of why we're excited to have, um, you know, big tune on this podcast as well, because everything he's doing is to, I mean, again, he can, he can speak on this too, but it's to be, you know, the best he can be at his job and the best he can be outside of our gym. Um, I mean, he works very hard inside of our gym, but he's not super wrapped up with, um, yeah, like, you know, maybe the day-to-day inside the gym. It's, it's all about, I guess, preparing um, himself for the future and outside the gym. Um, so even when it comes to nutrition, none of this, um, is about, um, you know, restricting food or calories to lose weight. I think a lot of times when we get into nutrition and different ways of eating, it's, um, I think people can get focused too much on like, I'm doing this to lose weight or I'm trying to, um, not eat as much. So I start losing weight and it's just interesting to talk about, um, these different strategies that he has and maybe that we have, but it's not really about, um, just losing weight. It's about being healthier. And in his case, yeah, like trying to do the best he can because he is a shift worker.
2: Well, and I think at the same time, if you look at Joel, he's very fit and healthy. And it's just interesting to hear that he still sought out some holistic nutrition advice to figure out you know, where would that number be? Because then it takes it out of your hands and gives you some just knowledge on, you know, what is going to be best for your body type and what that looks like for a day. So it's not that, you know, once you get there, it's just a free for all and he's healthy and fit. So he can do whatever he wants now. Like, I think he's still working hard to, to be that way.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think just to add to that, the reason we went with holistic nutrition advice was because I had tried a different method, and it led to gut health issues because my body was never not digesting food, and so then that led to a whole another bunch of problems, which probably kickstarted me with the time restricted eating and and kind of made me clue in that maybe eating all the time isn't the best thing to do. So,
2: yeah, I just, I just, oh sorry, um, yeah, I just think it's so important, like you know how you say that you. Yeah, you come home and all you really want to do is hang out with your kids. And so it would be so easy to just be like, you know what, today I'm just going to push it and I'm not going to sleep. But the thing is, is that even, you know, even in our job with our more regular sleep hours, you just, you see how it compounds. Like we, you know, have a, a late dinner. I don't get a great sleep. I'm a little bit cranky the next morning. Like things can compound and spiral so quickly that those, I think those small decisions do make such a huge difference in keeping those kind of positive attributes and all your goals on track. Um, I'm not sure if people realize that and, and you know, that it, I think it is those little tiny decisions that, um, yeah, that are making the difference.
1: Yeah. And I guess it's important to know your priorities, but I think we'd all agree that family does come first. But then it becomes a decision of how can I be the best person for my family? Um, and I think that's where I think that's just the great example of when you come home from a night shift, like there's a plan in place and I'm assuming in your house, Kyla's not thinking, oh, I wonder if he's gonna sleep. Like there's just already a plan of that she's there to help you, um, to get you or she knows you're coming home to sleep. Cause that is
0: just what's best for yeah, you and your family. Totally. And it's not like we got it right from the start. The reason we do this is because I'm not a very nice person. If I don't sleep,
2: <laughs> I don't think anyone is. And,
0: uh, anyways, so this alleviates a lot of problems by us just making time for sleep and nutrition. Cause I'm also a not a nice person if I'm not eating well. Um, and typically we take, take out our frustrations on the people that are closest to us. So anyways, we, it took us, I've been firefighting and working as a paramedic now for like 10 years. So it's probably taken, it probably took us four or five years to actually get this figured out. Um, and this is what works for us or is currently working for us. And I'm sure that will change over time. And, um, but yeah, sleep needs to be a priority for us.
1: Yeah. And I like, I like what you said that this is working for us. Um, yeah, currently. Um, cause I think like just the, the humility of being able to self reflect that, um, Something like isn't working, yeah, if it's not working, then let's work to change it. um let's also just be aware that, um yeah, whether you're a, a shift worker or not, just to be able to admit that something isn't working and I want to make a change, and also to not just um, you know like you said you've you've clearly learned from your mistakes and grown from them, and you're probably in a better place now than you were five, six years ago, and you're probably hoping you're in a better place um in the future as well, but just being able to, um, just own it. Yeah. Just, just reflect and own it. And also, um, again, this is me putting words, I guess, into your mouth, but you're a firefighter and you chose to be a firefighter. Um, so you chose to be a shift worker. It's, it could be, um, a very easy but dark path to just, um, go along and, start to hate your job or resent it, um, you know, hate shift work, um, and just kind of get into that cycle versus like, okay, I I do enjoy my job. I've got these disadvantages, but how do we work through them?
2: Yeah, exactly. And I think for anyone listening to is, you know, if, if you're not a shift worker, you have more of a regular schedule, that tip about, um, you know, not eating, you know, a couple, you could just like, you could really just start there like two hours before bed. You're just, you're just done eating. And I know from personal experience, you know, we've talked about it after coaching the later class, like we just, it never feels like you're tired and you want to go to sleep with a full belly. Like your stomach is just gurgling. Um, it's also a great way to kind of limit snacking there. And, you know, towards the end of the night where you feel like you want to be snacking, but really you're going to bed in 20 minutes. So, uh, even if you're not a shift worker, just, yeah, a great tip there as well.
1: Don't, what was the quote? Don't trust yourself. Don't trust your body. As far as don't trust sometimes him. our, our, we, yeah. we lead ourselves astray.
2: Yes.
1: We think we're in control, but our body has taken over and it tells you to go crush some food now when really the, the right decision might be, uh,
0: just, just getting some sleep. Yeah. yeah. I and think you oh. got to make those choices before. Because once you're in it, it's too late. If you make that choice before, it make, like it's already done. It's the same for us with scheduling the gym. We have decided that for us, we're going to the gym. It's when we're going to make that happen. So yeah. in this case, just decide. You can just decide. Um, yeah, I'm done eating at 8.00.
2: Yeah. And it's, and it it's not even about, again, it's not about the calories or the food. If you think about it it, from what Joel said, it's about your gut lining cannot repair itself if it's full of food. So if you need another reason, maybe not to grab something, that's a a great perspective to come at it with that you are hindering your body's ability to repair itself overnight.
1: And don't be too hard on yourself. It's just about (laughs) starting with where you're at. Um, but yeah, that was uh, I think a great topic. If anybody, yeah, at our gym or listening, um, yeah, struggling with those things, you're a shift worker, um, you could definitely come chat with us, and we'll probably just point you in a better direction. Which is what, yeah, we are also I think um, maybe we like to think we're good at a lot of things, but we're probably not the expert in any one thing. So. Um, if I was an expert in anything, it would be pointing you towards the experts. Um, hopefully, I can kind of slowly build up my knowledge in that area of who I can point you towards that is going to um, really be able to help you out. And I think uh, as far as coaches at our gym um, who are shift workers, I think Big Tuna is the only one. Is that correct?
0: I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But I th- I'm a regular shift worker. A lot of people whether it's you have kids or you're traveling like it is shift work when you do those things you're altering your circadian rhythm so like at some point we're all shift workers um some of us just do it more often than not yeah yeah
2: um so i think we're when we have guests which i think we should do this more often it's really fun although we're gonna have to get another mic
1: yeah this two mic system (laughs) stinks uh we don't do videos of our podcast it's not on youtube but um i am going to be doing some research soon and we got to figure out a better um better three mic system if anybody out there is um smarter with the tech stuff um please reach out um what what program should we be using for our (laughs) podcast and what is the best podcast mic? we've been uh playing with as we go and we are definitely learning more and more um But yeah when we um i think the idea was always to get guests on here Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um i don't know if people want to listen to us for years and years just us to go back and forth um but um yeah we need some good common guest questions so we are going with
2: well we started debating this today about five minutes before the podcast so these might not be the questions that are set in stone um but we do have a few so Joel, what is the last series that you watched on whatever your streaming network of choices?
0: I basically only watch TV on Netflix. We actually, and usually it's just on an iPad, but uh, I've been watching Community lately. I've already watched all of it, but (laughs) I'm re-watching Community. Um, It is just great
1: mindless TV. I took my favorite nickname from The Office because it was my favorite binge show um i wonder if there's any cool nicknames on community for me
0: (laughs) you'd trade nicknames from our shows yeah i haven't been looking that close i'll start start paying attention
1: what is the last thing uh you've been watching on netflix jen i think it was might have been my show that i forced you into
2: yes zach has forced us into this um, series but now i feel like i'm i'm getting into it i tried not to start the next what is it called season? like the next season but then he had it on anyways we've been diving into ink master lately we are learning all about the art of tattooing and uh learning how to critique those tattoos so
0: slowly building your confidence yeah, Zach. yeah, exactly.
1: yeah. maybe after like yeah season 20 um i'll get my first tattoo so um yeah i am maybe i'm the expert in how much i love tattoos and tattoo shows and i don't have a tattoo yet um big tuna you got a tattoo
0: no 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 tattoos
1: for me i'm too scared
0: (laughs) can't make that kind of commitment
1: yeah yeah um we'll see maybe future episode will be what should zach get tattooed um and i think that led us into maybe another question would be uh um, if we could think of one bucket list item and i was uh just thinking about before i think the two that it came up Um, we're maybe jumping out of a plane one day with a parachute to be clear. clear. And,
0: um, yeah, maybe a first tattoo one day.
2: What about you, big tuna?
0: You better go first. You guys asked me this before and then I thought we weren't using it and I stopped thinking about it. (laughs) We're (laughs) We're
1: crazy on this podcast. We go off, we go off script all the time. (laughs)
2: Um, I would like to go somewhere in Europe, so I'd like this whole COVID thing to pack up and ship out so that we can one day plan a nice trip again.
1: I think that's probably a much more likely scenario <laughs> than Zach getting a tattoo at this point. Um, but that's, uh, pretty wild Jen
0: Yeah. to go on vacation. <laughs> I didn't think of that one. Okay. I got mine. Uh, my bucket list item is I want to find, so maybe if anyone's got a really good deal on like an old cargo van, I want to find an old cargo van and convert it into a motor home and just take it wherever we feel like. So we got to be able to fit four of us in there. Maybe we'll add a tent, but this is something I've wanted to do for a while, but, uh, I got to find a really good deal on a cargo van first. Sec. That is, uh,
2: a few people in the auto
1: industry so get a tattoo go to europe and build a cargo camper van i like it moho 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 what's a moho it means motorhome Motorhome. oh geez i'm not even in that moho i'm not even in the camping motorhome (laughs) lingo moho um all right guys thanks again for for tuning in this is episode 11 um yeah it's been awesome having big tune on thanks to uh uh, Tuna for being on our, um, our episode today, being our very first guest ever, and we hope uh, maybe The Rock will tune in now and he could be our second guest for an upcoming episode, but we'll keep reaching out to uh, as many celebrities as we can to drive our audience uh, up.
2: <laughs> Thanks again, and we will see you guys next time.
1: Thank you everybody for listening to another episode. We really appreciate your support and hope to have you back again soon. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Ted Good Music and the band Heat for allowing us to use their music. Until next time, let's keep rewriting our story and redefining who we are.